everyone, I'm Saya, and you're listening to the Stars in My Pocket podcast. Welcome back for the second part of this month's Long Yak. This time we dig into sea dramas, discussing Nirvana in Fire, A Love So Beautiful, and Love O2O, among others, before segueing briefly to a few Japanese shows. Stay tuned for a new segment after that, where we discuss how we choose what to watch. As always, you can skip to the parts that interest you by using the timestamps in the show notes. That's all from me. Enjoy the podcast! drama uh list but we've got some we've got a little what is it called a detour into k-dramas uh sorry c-dramas <laughs> um because burma you, and i'm sure everyone's yeah i've been that you... profitably spending my last <laughs> month just watching a lot of chinese dramas uh okay so the thing is i randomly veered uh towards chinese dramas for lack of anything better to watch um, in the Korean file. I mean, I know a, a few things have been coming out, but for some reason I couldn't find anything that um, really appealed to me. So I was looking through other Asian dramas because I've been thinking of trying some things and Nirvana and Fire 2 uh, kept coming up. Uh, that's a, a sort of a fantasy historical uh, drama, a Chinese drama that's still airing. And uh, the thing with me is I can't watch sequels unless I've watched what came before, even if they are completely, you know, unrelated and uh, standalones. I still have to watch the prequel just to know why the sequel was made. So I went and watched Nirvana and Fire and it blew my mind. I didn't know that there was this amazing world of uh, fantasy, sort of like, you know, epic high fantasy thing, but without the dragons. I'm mm. sure there are dragons in some That's basically what Tugging is to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, it's everything but, I want. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is here you have like what you get in Sagyuk plus uh, amazing martial arts moves, which is so cool. But this is a genre that's, um, I think it's known as uh, wuxia, right? Wuxia, yeah. yeah. This, this like high fancy kind of magical martial yeah, arts. But there is historical. not much magic in it's this particular. my favorite thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I promise you, know, you would love scared. it. Hi. I'm scared to make the foray into this because I'm afraid I won't come out. This is why my sister-in-law refuses to watch Korean dramas. I've like told her about them. She's like, I'm afraid I'm going to get addicted. Yeah. She's, <laughs> She's like, I can't afford to get addicted to anything else. Dude, let me just tell you, Nirvana and Fai, you have to watch for uh, the guy who plays the uh, main lead. Okay, his name is Luka. And he um, plays this character, um, Mei Chang Shu. So Mei Chang Shu um, is basically a character who, okay, if I say anything, it's a spoiler. Though it, it's something that gets spoiled within the first episode, so does it matter? Okay. At the beginning of the first episode or at the end? End of the first episode. Okay, then I'm going to take my headphones a second and off a second. No, 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 no. Then I will discuss it. I mean, I'm essentially <laughs> trying to convince you to watch. So if, if I, if you do, you can work the point. Don't you don't go, need to go. convince me, by the way, because this is already close to the top of my list. Okay. Awesome. As it has no, been no, for like two it. years. <laughs> there is, it just, you know um, how most of us say that we don't like watching the Sanghyuk uh, political side of the No, board? I love it. I don't understand. I hate it's, it. Exactly. I, I, I love it's it too. It's about politics. 
Okay, I'm the one that's the odd one out then, because I hate court politics and everything. I mean, you're the majority. I hate bad politics, but good politics can be so good. So that's exactly what this is. This is really, really good politics. And you know what? Thoughtful politics. You can see the moves on the counter moves and they make sense. They explain it well. The first episode is a little heavy to get through because there are so many characters being introduced. But past that, things smooth out really well. And they uh, stay at a quick trot where there are these siblings fighting for the throne essentially. And there are these uh, background characters who are doing their own maneuvering. And you know who you are rooting for, but even when uh, that side loses and the other side gains a point, um, you don't feel like it happened because the plot demanded that your hero loses. It's because the other side actually had a better plan. So watch it for the politicking is what I'm saying and for the (laughs) cleverness of the characters and also the relationships. I'm kind of afraid now. Why? Uh, That I'm not smart enough to watch it. (laughs) No, no, that's exactly the thing. It's not, it it doesn't hold itself too high. Like it actually, it's very accessible to the audience, that's the best part. It doesn't dumb itself down, but it takes its audience through the logic of of what the characters are doing. There's never a moment when when it's like this character um, executes this plan and you have no clue how everything fell into place. You know how things came, fell into place because the characters, without ever letting the plot drag, they are very clear about what's going to happen, what the plan is, how it's being executed. I mean, sometimes the cleverest of them all does pull strings that you didn't expect, but it's always fun. I mean, it makes sense in the larger context of things. I'm hyping this up so much, but it, I promise you about it. The last in a uh, long legacy of all the people who've been saying this is amazing. So, yeah. like, it, it's quite critically like acclaimed, right? As in across the board, yeah, everyone is, has is. agreed this is amazing. So I don't expect to be disappointed. It's just a matter of uh, when can I sort of get myself to the right headspace where I can actually embark on a fifty-four episode show without being sort of dwelling on the fact yeah. that it's long. Yeah, but, but the good thing about it is that you don't have to watch it. Uh, and I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mask on it. I couldn't because at one point I got tired uh, from because th- there is so much happening that you can't marathon this. This is not one of those. Uh, you know, you can't just take a bite, like take a single bite of this stuff. You you have to let this stuff kind of. You have to soak in it a bit. So I broke it up over a month. I watched uh, like the first, I think, 15 episodes in one go, and then like 10 episodes, then another 15 at this case. And I really enjoyed watching it like that. How so, long are the episodes? The episodes are about like 40 minutes, I think. So, oh, that's okay. not bad. Yeah, yeah. that's better. It's so you're basically looking long. at something like a 30 episode, uh, no, I'm being generous here, but like, <laughs> uh, or the opposite. <laughs> that way then it will be easier for me to start it sort of psychologically <laughs> yeah definitely and it, it doesn't feel long each episode of I mean as a recapper you know how when uh, the episode starts reaching the hour mark you start losing your head because it's not mm-hmm. ending um, here it, it always <laughs> feels like the episodes aren't long enough so that that's a good feeling for you to mm. have, for especially for a drama that spans like over 54 episodes. So, yeah. While we're on the topic of uh, Chinese historicals, you know, Parmi, you really want to watch um, uh, 
uh, what is it called? Love Weaves Through a Millennium, which is the Chinese version of Queen Inyun's Men. Oh, I've been meaning to do that. I, I oh, have you that. seen that? Really like. Yeah, I've seen it. I is watched it, it. I think was it last year. I really liked it. It has like it's it's it does follow the same storyline, but it adds some things which are really um, interesting and like it it changes the. Uh, some of the relationships a bit like um, I don't know you'll find this out really quickly so uh, the uh, Kim Bong Do character has uh, a rival like in his time who's like a friend of me um, and and that character really drives everything that he does in in his uh, in the in the past timeline um, and it, it changes like it changes the tone of that segment in a really interesting way. And he looks uh, a lot like Lee Jung-gi as well. So you like, <laughs> you yeah. enjoy everything about Plus, yeah. The only um, Chinese historical... Yeah, the only Chinese historical kind of about the royals type of drama I've seen is um, Jade Palace Lockhart from a few years ago. It's basically boys over flowers crossed with Scarlet Heart. <laughs> um, it might be based on like the same, I don't know, legend, novel, something... But it's, I think I watched maybe 19 episodes out of 30. I enjoyed it. I just kind of, I stopped being able to download the drama. Like, that was around when Mega Upload, like, got shut down, and then I didn't have a place to watch it anymore, and then I just kind of forgot about it. But I enjoyed it a lot. It, was, it wasn't, like, high art or anything, but it was very, <laughs> hey, it had I a crack quality to it. Okay? Like, a new world has opened up for me, so give me all the recommendations you want. Okay, I liked that one. I mean, I didn't. I don't know how it ended, but I enjoyed the the part that I watched a lot. All right, I'm marking it down. Um, I have a couple of uh, like newer uh, dramas that I ended up watching, and I'll just mention them before we move on. Um, sure. The one that's airing right now, and I want to uh, recommend because what I watched till now, uh, I really liked, uh, was a love so beautiful, and um, it's. Uh, so it's 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 a it's a high school story. Uh, this girl has a crush on her neighbor uh, who's in her class, and he's the genius boy, and she's the artsy but you know academically challenged uh, girl. Uh, a trope that we have uh, we have discussions over, and we'll talk about later. But um, this uh, pair, like, it's a very conventional setup. But there's just something so utterly charming about the girl and also, you know, the, the way their relationship is. Because it's not like the boy is disinterested. He's cold towards her, but he also cares about her. And she is very, very open about her feelings towards him. Like, it, it's very obvious. She, she basically just walks up to him and says that she likes him. And he's like, I don't like you. And she's like, okay, I have to work on this now. It's just, <laughs> so it's like it started with a kiss, the Taiwanese version. <laughs> Well, yeah, but not really. It's not. It's not like that. There is a lot more life in in this girl's character. So uh, it it reminded me uh, a lot of uh, Reply in 1994, um, or even Sassy Gogo, just in, in the way. Uh, what was the name of the actress? Uh, okay, okay, you had me at Sassy Gogo. Yunji, Yunji, sold. Yeah, Yunji. So uh, just the way Yunji's character in both those dramas had uh, that, that certain life and uh, vivacity uh, that you generally don't find in these rapid uh, female, you know, young, naive female characters. This girl has that. 
like she she's got like ideas and thoughts and and feelings and she acts on them and she has agency and i like it and the and the thing that really uh, made me like this drama uh, is a supporting cast like their cl- classmates classmates i'm sorry um like she meets friends uh, 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 in her class very quickly and then there is this there's this group of uh, i think two other boys and one other girl who who quickly start like championing her every cause so if she wants to stand for class president they'll make sure that you know like nobody makes fun of her that everybody like is supportive and anybody says anything about her they'll be on you know, they'll be there to defend her and it's all very really heartfelt it's not like just they're not shallow characters each of them have uh, sort of lines and mm. you see that you end up getting attached to all of the characters so i've seen all of what i think six episodes till now and i'm definitely going to watch it till the end and uh, there is major second lead syndrome i'm just putting that out there cuz he he uh, might not no. No, no but but you know what in, in a good way like you, you like this guy as a character like you want him to have happiness however he can get it even if it's not with a girl because essentially the reason he has a crush on the girl is because she is his first friend he is in this really driven uh, sports uh, life like that's his sports quota that that's how he got in so all his life he's really been driven towards that and she is the first person that he's befriended and so you know but he's not a sad character he's he's cute and he's witty and you just end up really really liking him which is sad for the main lead because till now all we know about him is that he has had a rough childhood and he secretly likes the girl but is otherwise cold to her so that's all we know about the main lead he has to like pick up space man I mean, I want an OTP to form here, but it's not happening yet. So, yeah. so there we are. Okay, and the last drama that I want to talk about is Love O2O, which uh, aired, I think, uh, more than a year back. It's a college. Yeah, I heard drama. about it when it was uh, when it was airing. I heard that it's it was good. good. It's so good, guys. Like again, the premise is pretty predictable. Boy meets girl, they date. But the the thing that makes it. <laughs> I should have been proud. Otherwise, they're doing something. Very wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> the the thing that uh, actually two things that makes this different uh different in the context of Chinese dramas. One thing is that okay, so both these characters um are from the computer science department, which you know you don't usually have the female characters from computer science department. Like, you just don't have them in STEM uh studies for some reason uh subjects in in, in these dramas. But here she is, and not just that, she's a genius. Okay. So um and she like fixes her own computer she's like a maverick she she uh, she she's in this she also the reason this drama is like made me so happy was because they incorporate gaming world into um the drama like so both the uh, guy and the girl they are they play this drama called a chinese ghost story which is again this one of the um you know like those uh, horses and knights kind of like dragons and stuff kind, kind of game where mm. it, it's very skyrim anybody out there right. in skyrim you know what i'm talking about um uh-huh. and so this is an open world and they they both of them are acknowledged amazing fighters and they have like the respect of their peers and stuff and what ends up happening is that they characters get married and they go to quests together in the gaming world and 
they end up getting married and they have never met each other in real life they don't know who oh, the person is yeah so that's how the relationship starts first and then eventually it it spills onto the real world and uh, yeah so that's where i'm at where they've met and a few episodes have gone by and they're dating right now so it i love this drama so much guys i mean there are plenty of cliches and tropes and stuff i can complain about but at this point i'm still super happy about this drama so there you are I, I feel convinced to watch this right now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really good. You guys were actually yeah. liking it, sorry. But, yeah. While you were talking, you just reminded me, and completely off the topic of dramas, is it reminded me of a book that I read uh, quite recently, and considering that I read nearly no books right now... Um, hey, what is the drama watching and not being able to read books? I don't know. <laughs> Basically, I don't read books anymore. I'm so embarrassed about how many Sorry. books I didn't read last year. <laughs> what did Farah just say? I didn't hear you. No, I, I was saying, what is it about uh, watching dramas avidly and not reading books anymore? Because both of oh, us, like, I all know. of us, read, like, we love reading, right? And now, Same. you still yeah. read about ten times more than I do. No, like but... last year, I think I didn't even make it to twenty books, which oh. is like appalling. I, yeah, I've read like two this year. <laughs> last year I stopped watching dramas for like six months, guys. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so I I can't watch drama like I can't be watching dramas and still be as into reading books. And if I stop watching Same. dramas, all I do is read books. Yeah. So what? Yeah, I can't do both either. I'm either doing one and I'm not doing the other, or it's the vice versa of that. Yeah. So the book that it made me think of is um, uh, Eliza and Her Monsters by Francesca Zappier. I don't know if you've heard of it or P if you've no. read it already. So it's about this, um, I was going to say webtoon author, web, uh, um, sh- uh, a high school girl who's a, um, a webtoon artist, oh, not webtoons, <laughs> what am I trying to say, a webcomic artist, um, and she's got like this, uh, it's like it's world famous, millions of readers, but she's totally anonymous, nobody knows who she is, and it's uh, how she develops a friendship and a relationship um, over her anonymous online identity with the fandom's biggest um, fanfic writer. Um, but it's also a lot about, like, she's got social anxiety and stuff like that. So it's it's about how she reconciles um, her herself, her, ident- her actual, her core identity with her online identity and how, like, how she brings her relationships into the real world and stuff. And I don't remember... Oh, yeah, because you were talking about gaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It's basically, I don't know if you guys know, but like my favorite trope ever is the you've got mail thing. Mm, you know, I love that movie so much. That, it's, that, that setup is my, one of my absolute favorite tropes. Um, so this is that same kind of thing. Um, what was but the it drama I watched? In such a great way. There was a drama I watched recently where there was a, like a webcomic author who, met somebody online and hated him and then like he then she met him in real life and then he started working for her she was in a oh, wheelchair what drama is this she's the one she's I'm, the best friend of the heroine she's not the main I'm character finished. but i just finished oh, the drama it's very recent i'm trying i'm, I'm like basically still waiting for a k version of you've got males and it's nobody's doing it <laughs> Why i've not? seen a j version though there's a japanese drama oh, you. yeah it's called it's tell not, me about it's a little it older it's called with love it has um it's like this really mousy, like office lady. Um, she's like, you know, not fashionable, very awkward. She meets this guy online, and he's like 
extremely handsome and charming and like they would never have met in real life, but they, they, you know, they start chatting over email somehow and they fall in love and it's really good. It's like, it's like you got mail in drama form. So if you can track it down, oh, you'll enjoy definitely it. try. And also that reminds me, Parman, because, um, because of the non-cruel judging you gave me last time. <laughs> Uh, a Cinderella story is the same formula, which is why, you know, basically you understand why I watched it so many times. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> you intellectually can now grasp it. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I think that is to your madness. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I think that's kind of completed our list, right? Yeah, one, your, your question is oh, okay. Although I have one more thing I want to add, which I won't go into a lot of like detail on, but um, it's more of a recommendation. Um, you know, since my parents have been away, uh, yeah. basically my sister and I come home from work, and um, my three, my, the three of oh, us, and sorry. we pass out. Oh, are you okay? Yes, sorry, no, I found out what drama that was, but go ahead and tell your story. <laughs> Involuntary exclamation, sorry, sorry, go ahead. So, okay, we pass out, like, on the living room floor, um, and we watch, like, anime while we're at it. Um, so she, my sister has, uh, she's the great introducer, she, uh, she got me into K-drama, um, and she's always like forcing me to watch or read things, forcing in the nicest way possible, of course. Um, so we started watching uh, Gakuen Babysitters. Forgive me if my pronunciation is off. I don't know Japanese. Um, and it's the cutest thing in the world. So there's like uh, the it's a brother, two brothers. Um, one of them is a high schooler, and the other one is a baby. And their parents are killed in a in a plane crash, so they're left alone. Uh, not a plane crash, a car crash. And the, the other, like the Vic, the, there were two cars, and the grand, the parent, the mother of the couple who died in the other car, she's like an older lady, like a grandma. She takes the these two kids in, wow. um, and he ends up running a little or helping out in the babysitter. Uh, uh, the crash uh, center. Do you guys call it a crash? The childcare. Um, we don't, but I've heard that. Thing. Okay, but uh, I don't even daycare. know. Daycare over here, we say daycare. Oh we right, daycare. There you go. <laughs> it's it's basically it's it's babies, anime babies, and they're so oh. <laughs> And but you please watch it and then tell me that how much you like it because okay. of course you will. It's it's really horrible. <laughs> It sounds adorable. And the, the involuntary exclamation, sorry, it was because I found out what drama that was um, with a disabled um, webcomic artist. She was a really awesome character. She was a secondary character. She was the best friend of the heroine in Just Between Lovers. Oh! Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, I'm watching this one anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I really loved... Yeah, I really loved the relationship between her and the heroine, and I liked her own little side story. Like, it didn't take up a lot of space, but it was a cute story, and it was, you know, I liked it. And it has that element. You know, every time we do these, my watch list just grows, which is probably <laughs> a, a natural segue into this new thing we're going to try, everybody, um, which is 
it was, it was meant to like fill the fill the time, right? Except we filled the time ourselves. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, basically, what we thought is we save our conversations for podcasts, um, but we we're still curious about each other's watching habits. And like, I'm always I always want to ask you guys stuff. Um, and and like you know how you do things, why you do them, that kind of thing. Um, so we thought we'd open up a, a segment where we get to ask each other these questions. So we thought that each yak, we will address one of them. And it would be great if um, you guys, our listeners, got involved and told us um, how your answers to these questions as well. So this time, um, the thing I ask is, how do you pick what to watch? And I really want to hear everyone's answers on this. Anissa Burma, how do you pick what to watch? So um, I kind of keep an eye on what's been like what's coming up next in terms of what's currently airing i kind of keep an eye on what's premiering and like the cast the writer and then i have my running list of like older dramas that i've been hearing about so you know there's always those shows that you never really watched while it was airing but you heard that it was really good or it's like on those like favorite lists and you just kind of make a note but maybe you haven't gone around to it so i have those on my running list but then with upcoming ones the more dramas i watch and I think recapping has also influenced me in this way. The more I become more inclined to watch dramas for writers, primarily. And in the beginning, I used to be like, oh, this is an actor that I really like and that I recognized from the last show that I really loved him or her in. And I'm starting to not do that anymore because I've had a few bad experiences where I watch something solely for an actor or an actress because I love them so much. And it like, A killed some of my love for that person <laughs> and B, it just was like such a waste of time and a bad drama. So now I'm just like, okay, if the writer is good, even if the cast is not, you know, my favorite people, I'm more willing to take that first over maybe a drama that's, you know, got, you know, Isungi and uh, someone else that I really love, but maybe the writer is not, you know, like the last drama that Isungi was in. <laughs> which I declined to watch uh, for those very reasons. Right. Yes, because I am no longer trusting the Hong sisters. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's my that's my process now, basically. And then if I have friends who are like, you must watch this, you must watch this, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it out if I have time. So your experience with uh, following an actor into disastrous drama, that, that's how... That's what happened to me uh, after my very first drama, which was You're Beautiful. Um, I followed um, uh, Jang Yun Suk uh, into uh, other stuff he's done, and um, I uh, I never recovered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Did you watch Pretty Man? I watched Pretty Man. I also oh, watched God. Um, I, You're My Pet, the movie. It was oh God, that was terrible too. Movies. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was pretty mad. I, I thought I, you I, saved yourself. Didn't I tell you not to? Oh, well, you, <laughs> told, you told me. Actually, I, I watched the first, um, I think, four episodes, and then you told me something. So by that time, I, I had to watch this. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was like suffer for punishment. But uh, that actually taught me pretty early on not to follow actors um, into other dramas. So uh, the thing is that. Compared to you guys, I'm still pretty new to um, Korean dramas, Asian dramas in general. I think 
Compared to Anissa, we both are. <laughs> Compared to Anissa, we are yeah, <laughs> Well, I mean, I started watching dramas in 2009, so it's been almost 10 years. Yes, but yeah. even if it, 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 that wasn't the case, I, I think uh, Saya introduced me to Korean dramas about five years ago. I have not been mm-hmm. using those five years well. There, there was a span of two years somewhere there that I didn't watch any uh, dramas. And I read a lot of books though, but I didn't uh, watch any dramas. <laughs> Meanwhile, my reading rate has declined year on year. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, what what happened was that in the last uh, two years, like I got involved in recapping and stuff, and it just I got exposed to a lot more dramas, and then I started following genres. So I basically just do that now. If if there's a if there's a show that I enjoyed, I follow either the writer director or just recommendations uh, by fans who have seen similar dramas and they're like, hey, you like this, you might like that. So I just follow that. But you know what I don't do? I don't actually follow currently airing dramas much. I find out about them simply because we're doing these podcasts and I have like notifications on TV and stuff. So I find out about the new stuff that's coming out. And also because you guys tell me that there's new stuff coming out. But um, otherwise, I wouldn't actually know about what's coming out because I'm still trying to catch up with all the stuff that's already there. <laughs> so I'm still, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's a struggle to like balance between the two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to answer the original question, um, what I look for in a drama, like when, I, when I'm trying to decide if I want to watch it or not, uh, first of all, if, if I think that it's a it's a dark drama, that it's just going to make me like, feel sad for the majority, then I'm not going to watch it. Even if it has a fantastic ending, I, the chances are that I will not watch it. I might watch a drama like Mother for the, uh, uh, what's any name, Iboyam? Is that the name? Mm-hmm. Is that the wrong yeah. actress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's correct. Okay, I, I might watch um, uh, Mother for Evo Young just because I love her to bits. But and now that it, it's over, I can watch it. I, it would have been harder for me to watch it while it was airing. But um, I, in general, if I, I don't have a specific attachment to the actors, I, I am not going to put myself through uh, something like that. I try to watch stuff that is more emotionally uh, balanced, like something that has happy moments and other stuff. I like procedurals, but I've generally found that Korean drama doesn't do procedurals really well, so I try to avoid the crime drama as much as possible. Yeah. I do like the courtroom dramas somewhat, so I at least check them out whenever uh, there is something recommended to me. And, uh, but yeah, generally rom-coms. That, that's my shit. I'm very easy to please. It just has to have a good romance. That's <laughs> do you mind if I just can say one thing before yeah. um, Saya goes? I just wanted to say, um, Parma, the thing about not watching a lot of really dark stuff, I'm the same way. I mostly go for rom-coms, and I am also, like, if I'm in the mood for something dark, I will only watch something that's over, and I can just watch it while I'm in that mood, like, the whole thing, rather yeah, than going exactly. week to week. You know, like, I'm not going to watch something like Rescue Me while it's airing. <laughs> I would I would die. I would, like, not be able to handle that. So I might not be able to watch it anyway, but... <laughs> But the live, like, it's actually really, like, um, an interesting sort of uh, choice that, for me, like, I live watch a lot. Um, but the thing with when you watch things after they finish is that, like, the tension of watching it week to week, the joy of speculation, the sinking into the fandom, you lose all of that. Uh, and it's a hard trade-off because, um, mm-hmm. like, you get that, but then you also have to suffer. 
Uh, and then if you watch it when it's all over, it's like, okay, so you didn't suffer, but you also didn't get that extra layer of enjoyment. And it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a really hard trade. For example, there are big shows that I watched while they were live. For example, Signal, I watched that live. Um, my sister watched it just right after it finished. And it's like, it's for both of us, it's pretty much our number one. Um, but she, like, swears up and down she would never live watch a show like that and also circle um another show that i watched live um but it and these are like you know my sister's quite hard to please when it comes to dramas she'll drop things after like 30 seconds and at the most (laughs) after two episodes (laughs) (laughs) yeah signal is also my number one and i also wouldn't have been able to watch it you know, I watched it at the end of that year, I think 2016. I watched it like in a week or maybe in four or five days. But like, I feel like if I hadn't watched it live, the experience of watching it would have been really different. And for example, the same with Healer. And again, these are all my favorites. I hear your voice. If I hadn't watched them live, my whole experience of enjoying the show would be different. Like it wouldn't. When you watch it over time, for me, the show, like, it, it, I, it's more lived in. Like, the experience of watching it is like a lived in experience as opposed to, um, mm. like, it, it becomes something you actually remember. Like, I remember that month long experience of those shows. Whereas, yeah. for example, um, like Doctors, which I just watched and I loved, and I loved every minute of it. I know that that experience of watching isn't going to stay with me in the same way. But I think that, um, because I think that's why I don't like to watch really heavy and dark dramas as they're airing. And I'd rather just watch them all in one go because I don't want to live with those characters in that world. And in that mindset for like two months, you know, I can do that with like an adventure or like a rom-com or something that kind of makes me laugh and it might have angst, but it, you know, but like if it's that heavy and I know it's going to affect my mood, <laughs> I'd rather just watch it in one big chunk, have a really intense emotional experience. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. You know, <laughs> do you think it's yeah. easier to handle when you space it out? No, not yeah. for me. Okay. Yeah. And That's interesting. Community aspect. Um, personally, I think I'm an isolationist when it comes to watching dramas. I don't participate in the community discussions much. I'll go read them, uh, but that's usually after the fact, after the dramas air. If I'm, if it's currently watching, I feel compelled to go and read opinions and comments immediately, and um, I don't actually like that. I, I like it when I have finished watching the dramas and all the scenes and stuff have like sort of consolidated in my head without outside uh, opinion making and mm-hmm. uh, then I- I'm happy to go and discuss the entire thing but uh, mm-hmm. the episode by episode discussion thing I, I tend to avoid it's just I don't I don't get the kind of enjoyment out of it that you guys do Okay. Yeah, no, I enjoy that. But I'm just like, it's just like, if you're watching it with everyone, you get to do that. And if not, then I'm like, oh, well, you know, I just, I missed it. And I do sometimes go back and read it. But, um, Mm. so to answer the actual question, um, go ahead. (laughs) So mine is actually uh, the short version of the extremely long answer. It's kind of a mix between what the two said. So yeah, um, in the beginning, exactly the same as Fee. 
first drama was also You're Beautiful, which I forced Burma to watch after I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> which and is how, how she came to Oh, interesting. <laughs> Mine was Coffee Prince. Oh, yeah, those are good starters. I think that was my third or fourth. But, um, yeah, in the beginning, um, you you follow uh, a particular character, i.e. the actor. So right after that, I think I watched... No, oh, no, rather. <laughs> in the beginning, my sister guided my choices. So my second drama was Queen and Hyunsman. Um, but then when I began to make my own choices, it was like, oh, hey, that, that Taekyung guy. I'm going to look up what else he's been in. And then I watched Hangildong. Um, and yeah, I did also follow him to Pretty Man. And after that, I realized oh. <laughs> I'm not that anymore. <laughs> so you do realize pretty quickly that that doesn't work. Um, and then, yeah, at the end of the day, I found that uh, writing is the most reliable predictor of whether a drama is worth watching or not. Because, like, for me, directing and stuff, I kind of. I'm not like a, what is it called? I'm not knowledgeable about film and stuff. I will notice good directing, but I might not necessarily notice bad directing. And when you're just watching it, flaws in the writing can pass you by and you can forgive them, you can overlook them. But when you're, for example, recapping uh, a show, every problem in the writing will show. And Yeah. yeah. So it is all about the writing. Like, in fact, the role that I'm on right now is uh, 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 what's her name? Hamyoung Hee role. So I went from Temperature of Love to High Society, which, by the way, a character in Temperature of Love is meant to have written High Society. So that made me laugh the entire time. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from that, I went to Doctors. And, you know, from that, I'm, so I follow writers. Like, you know, mm. after I watched Signal, I went and watched, uh, Yu Young, um, what's it called? Um, Phantom or Ghost. Um, I watched that and I'm planning to watch Sign. Um, although I got a big spoiler on that, so I have to wait until I forget the spoiler. Um, so yeah, I follow writers. Yeah. Okay, so I'm getting ready right now for our closing ceremony, which, if, um, our listeners remember, involves penguins. <laughs> <laughs> Penguins and dad jokes. <laughs> Go for it, Saya. Um, so, you know, they used to make these in different colours and now they're all red, which is boring, but they've got a different, like, the picture of the penguin on the front is different on everyone. It's really cool. I have not noticed this before. So one of them has, like, a, a dad penguin holding a baby penguin. <laughs> okay. I have to send you guys these. These are, like, the best. Um, okay, so... Your closing ceremony question of the day. How did the penguin pass his driving test? Oh, Even I hate he, it. He, he flopped. <laughs> that I is a really know. good answer, yet the wrong one. Oh. <laughs> because he didn't fail. He right. passed. Right. But how? <laughs> he winged it. Oh! oh. <laughs> but he can't fly. <laughs> Not a good dad joke. I guess he technically has wings. <laughs> <laughs> and we will leave everyone with the pe- to pong- ponder the penguin. There we go. So, Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and that's it for now. 
One small correction about Gaku and babysitters, it is a plane crash that the parents die in. The grandma who takes in the kids lost her son in the same crash. I kind of mangled talking about that, which I'd like to blame on the head cold, but let's face it, quick plot summaries on demand are never my forte. We'd love to hear from you about how you choose what to watch and what your hits and misses are in that department. You can leave a comment on our YouTube page, find us on Twitter at Podcast, or email us at starsinourpocket at gmail.com. If you're listening on iTunes, we'd really appreciate if you could take a moment to leave us a review. You can also subscribe to us via RSS, YouTube, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. If you missed it, don't forget to check out part one with our K-Drama Roundup. Thanks for listening, everyone. Come with me there. See you in the next podcast. Thank you.